Welcome to the Rowan Schmooze, episode 12. Uh, this is the Bat Mitzvah episode, so we're very excited for this one. Uh, we are joined today by Becca Finley, who is a junior graduating next year and a health and phys ed major. So, Becca, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And um, let's go. Please tell us a little bit more about yourself, your, your upbringing, and your major year, etc. All right, so my name is Becca, and I'm a junior graduating in 2022, hopefully. I'm from Newton, New Jersey, which is way up in North Jersey. Um, I'm a health and physical education major, and with that, I hope to become an educator one day. Sweet. <clears throat> so um, health and, and phys ed, I'm sure we'll talk about it more, but... Um, do you do a lot of uh, physical exercise and trainers and stuff like that? Or what's it about? Um, yes and no. I mean, yeah. yes, that is our ultimate goal is to inspire our students to want to live um, a healthy life, lead a healthy lifestyle. Okay, cool. <laughs> Neat. So, um, okay, so let's back up a little bit and get started. Um, with uh, Newton, New Jersey said, so that's way up. Is that, is that really way up? That's like on the border of New York almost or no? Yeah, so I'm about 40 minutes from the Poconos as well as upstate New York. Okay, cool. So tell us a little bit about your, your upbringing and what that was like and how and if Judaism played a role in any of that. Um, so growing up, I actually went to a Chabad Hebrew school um, when I was younger. So I was brought up with a lot of um, different like Chabad ideas and stuff like that. Um, I had my bat mitzvah when I was 12, just like this episode. Nice. Um, and mostly I just celebrated the big holidays with my family. Um, so, you know, like Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Pesach. Um, celebrated with extended family as well, which was really, really nice. Cool. And did you, um, would you say that Judaism played a major role in your upbringing or not so much? When I was younger, not so much. I, um, I don't think I really understood how amazing it was to be Jewish. Like, I think I took it for granted until I came to college. Mm -hmm. Okay. <clears throat> so growing up in like, uh, elementary and middle school it wasn't such a prominent thing in your life no I also was one of only like maybe 10 Jewish kids in my whole town so there wasn't many other people like me so it was hard to be it's hard to feel inspired when it's just when you feel kind of alone right for sure for sure but I think actually I think you brought someone else another Jew from Newton New Jersey is that right um, or maybe we, we, someone came and we found out that, they're all, that they were also from Newton or something. Maybe somebody came. I don't think I brought anybody from Newton, but um, there was, there was uh, somebody who went to the same high school as me who had been going to Chabad earlier than I was. Oh, wow. Look at that. See? <laughs> cool. So, um, okay. So you come, so you come, come to Rowan. Before we get into... Um, you know, getting involved with, with Jewish life. 
how about we talk more about just, you know, how you got to Rowan, what you're involved with, I guess, more about your major, et cetera. All right, so with my major, um, I kind of knew what I wanted to do since middle school. I had two really amazing phys ed teachers who really inspired me. They would even let me like take over summer courses and teach students, which was really amazing. Um, and I hope one day to not only teach, but I want to coach, I'd like to coach softball, preferably. Mm. Um, around campus, I'm, in, I'm pretty involved, as you know. Right. So I work at the Campus Recreation Center. I used to officiate intramural sports when they were occurring. And I became a program coordinator for the intramural sports, which just meant I just did some behind the scenes work. And now I work as a campus recreation assistant. So I just assist wherever they need me. Um, I work for the Office of Student Leadership Programs, which in the summertime is a little something called the pros. We were the peer referral and orientation staff. So I um, was an orientation leader. Um, now I just do some clerical work, you know, some more behind the scenes office work. Um, I'm the vice president of Chabad, very of proud of that. Of course. Um, I play club softball, and I'm also involved with the health and physical education club. Cool. Now, is the being part of the rec center, working for them, is that um, part of your major, or just kind of fit in, or does it help? How does that work? Um, I honestly was at my freshman orientation, and I heard there was a job opening, and I applied, and I had no idea what I was getting into. Awesome. But, uh, but you love it now? I do. I really do. That's great. Now, um, also, so that student leadership um, thing that with the pros and orientation. So is that uh, under Drew Tinnan or associated with him? Um, it's, it was under him, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Just to give a shout out to Drew Tinnan, because I think when we, so when I met him, I think he was in that department. He's been a very close friend of Chabad and with, um, with, um, with everything going on out during COVID, he's kind of been our point person of, you know, asking questions, running by last minute things, if it's okay, and really, really has been always helpful and ready to help in any way um, in providing support for the students. And uh, we thank him very, very much for that. So a uh, great guy. Yeah, Drew is amazing. Yeah, awesome stuff. Okay, so um, uh, so you were so I believe we met our freshman year. Let's talk a little bit more about how we met you. Okay, well, um, it's actually so funny. So you knew who I was before I ever came to Chabad. That's right. Um, and one day, shout out to Ben Spiegel he um, was like, you have to come to Chabad. And I was like, no, like, I'm nervous. I'm not really that Jewish. Like, I'm not going to fit in. Well, long story short, he had, he convinced me and I came. And upon walking in, you're like, you're Becca Finley. And I was like, yes, I am. <laughs> Wait, I said that or someone else said that? You said that. Okay, fine. And um, it was a crazy Shabbos. There was a ton of people there. It was very rowdy. And I loved it. it, it I have a really big family, so it reminded me of my family. And I was like, this is so fun. Like, why didn't I come here sooner? Right. 
but that was pretty soon, right? That was towards the beginning of your freshman year? Yeah, it was probably in like October. Right. There you go. It's pretty good. Sometimes you meet people in you know, senior year, you know what I mean? True. Um, uh, but yeah. Yeah, so I did, I did hear about your name um, from a Chabad rabbi. Like, uh, like you said, you were involved with, with uh, Chabad growing up. So I did hear your name from another Chabad rabbi. There's this great girl coming to campus, whatever. But I didn't know how to contact you and, and, and anything. So I just put down your name and see what happens. But um, I think also Arkady knew you. Um, Arkady Raidman. Yeah, so Someone. club softball had gone to homecoming with A.E. Pai. So okay. they all knew me. They're like, you're Jewish. You have to come to Chabad. Okay, there you go. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, um, uh, but yeah, you know, um, Chabad, we're a very pretty close-knit or, uh, or organization, and for sure within New Jersey. So uh, whenever a Chabad rabbi hears that a student's coming to Rowan, they'll right away send me a WhatsApp or something and say, hey, this person's coming to Rowan, yada, yada. Um, and then sometimes we never end up meeting that person or that person never ends up getting involved. But uh, you did, which we're very, very happy about. Um, so like you said, you're vice president of uh, Chabad and you're obviously very involved and always learning and you're involved with all the study opportunities with Sinai and Jewish U and everything. What kind of triggered that um, to get so much more involved? Um, well, I, I feel like after I had gone to Israel, which okay. was right after my freshman year, it was right. the summer between freshman and sophomore year, I'd felt like I'd never felt so connected to anything in my life. I felt connected to the people around me, to the land of Israel. And um, after that, I went on a couple more trips, Poland, as we uh, mentioned, and uh, a, an all-girls retreat called Snorkel and Study, right. which really, really inspired me. Um, it was so nice to meet so many inspiring Jewish women. Um, like I said, I came from a town with not so many Jews, so I never really had any Jewish friends. But after this program, I feel like I met so many amazing people who really inspired me to want to learn more. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So that, so that snorkel and study that was in Florida, right? It was, yeah. Right. So just, uh, so the birthright trip was Sammy did, uh, uh, led that trip? Yes. So uh, shout out to Sammy Gropin um, for uh, leading that trip and uh, it's really amazing. You know, you always hear, I think it was maybe it was, it was another podcast and also Israel, Israel really triggered it. People feel, you feel that, that connection, which is, I think something amazing. It's not, you know, it's like something in the air, it's something like a uh, supernatural almost, you know what I mean? That you get off the plane and you just feel it a little bit. Um, I mean, obviously things are in Hebrew and, and, and it's you know you're surrounded by jewish by jewish people but i think it's something more than that and like hearing from uh you know from my personal experiences and hearing from people on the podcast and other people and running some some trips i think really there's something special about israel that really triggers the neshama the the, the jewish soul um uh 
and then yeah I, so then you know Poland um, of course is always a, a very inspirational inspirational trip um, and snorkel and study I think you took a big like like it, it was a big group of girls from Rome is that right yeah I believe there was maybe six of us five or six wow. of us yeah and that's very immersive that's not just you know like trip that's like you know studying and getting into it is that right yeah, it's I have a lot of classes, a lot of learning. Right, right. Um, uh, so, and I, after that trip, we also had like a kind of, I think it was actually right before COVID hit. Uh, we had like a little mini Shabbaton with different girls from the trip and stuff like that. Yeah, we did. It was awesome. Right, right. So it's uh, fun stuff. Um, uh, okay, so you're here now. Um, very involved what kind of keeps that uh, inspiration going or what's like a one jewish or torah thought that really inspires you and keeps that inspiration going i'm saying that was obviously a retreat and the different trips but what keeps it going because always there's got to be something there you know it's not just um you don't just hear something once and then or these immersive trips are great, but we see so many times people come back inspired and then they come back, back, back to Rowan. They're surrounded, you know, with all, with the everyday life and they kind of, and they kind of lose it and they kind of, you know, uh, aren't as inspired anymore. So what exactly um, keeps you going? Um, saying Shema, I think that's a very inspirational prayer. And in Poland, we had heard a story about a man who after the war went to an orphanage and sang the Shema and all the Jewish kids who recognized it came up to him and, you know, he took them in and basically saved them. And I've always felt a special connection to Shema after that. I realized how powerful it really is. So you say the Shema every day? Yeah, usually at night before bed. Beautiful. It's amazing. And do you uh, say it in Hebrew, English, or know the translation? How does that work? Um, I do say it in Hebrew. I uh, learned that in Hebrew school. See? And you know the translation to it? Yeah, I have a, I have a sitter. Beautiful. So, so tell us about that. Like, what, so, so you say the Shema and you get inspired that God's watching over you or what? Yeah, I just, I know that, you know, Hashem is protecting me. And, you know, it's like a little moment where at the end of the day, I get to speak to him and, you know, just know that he's watching over me. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It's very, very inspirational. And you know what? Sometimes, I mean, you mentioned that you've been saying Shema as a little kid and always, but, you know, I've been, I say Shema every day too, three times a day, actually. Um, and I don't know if it inspires me as much. But I think sometimes when, um, you know, when you're surrounded, almost like I said, like when you aren't surrounded by the Judaism everywhere, and then you just like take the time to plug in and say Shema, it could be really, really, uh, really, really powerful. So I think that that's, be that, that that's beautiful. And just for our viewers, it doesn't have to be Shema, it could be another prayer but some prayer that talks to you um, and spend like, how long do, does it take you to say the Shema? 
Not long at all. Maybe Not long at all. Very short, right? So all you have to do is just take a minute or two out of your day, but focus. You have to be present. You have to be focused there. And um, just focus on God's protection, your, your connection with Hashem, and that uh, that's bound to really keep you connected and, and inspired. It's beautiful stuff. Um, okay, getting back to Chabad here. Um, so you're the vice president, and uh, COVID has upended and changed everything. You know, before we get into Chabad, how has COVID impacted you? It's impacted everybody. There's not one person that hasn't been um, very impacted by COVID on some level. So how are you dealing with COVID? I'm getting through. I'm getting more used to this new new normal, I guess you can say. Okay. Um, it affected a lot coming back to Rowan. When I was at home, it was kind of like whatever. I just stayed home more than usual. But coming back to Rowan, I... Um, had two totally new job positions because my original ones were, you know, not happening anymore due to COVID. So I had to take on new roles and really get to like learn new things. I had to adjust to virtual classes as has everybody, which was not so easy at first, but now that I'm so used to them, I don't know how I'm going to feel about going back to in-person classes. Uh oh. It's just so easy <laughs> to wake up five minutes before class and hop out of bed. Oh, good. Yeah, okay. Continue. Not, not so good, but it's our new reality. I know, yeah. But um, overall, it's, it's going all right. I think that I've adjusted pretty well, um, you know, this far into it. We're about a year into it now. Right. When, when would you say was, like, your toughest point in the COVID era? And what helped you or when did you uh, get through that? If I may ask, it's a little bit of a personal question. No, that's quite all right. Um, yeah. I think the toughest part for me was coming back to school. Um, when I was at home, it was like, okay, whatever. I just spent my time at home. Um, coming back to school, I was very uneasy about whether or not I would have a job. I know I have two new positions, but originally it was, will I have a job or will I not have a job? Right. And so I guess the financial stress right there was probably the toughest part for me nice i mean not so nice but thank god you got a job and you uh got through it yes um you. did the shema help you get through any of those uh, days or weeks a little bit it, you know what it reminded me that at the end of the day hashem has a plan and i can't stress over what i cannot control and Beautiful. so you know, it, it reminded me, like, he has a plan. Everything will work out the way that it's supposed to. Yeah. You know, um, COVID, I think, has really taught a lot of people that um, we're not in charge. You know what I mean? Um, people with their 401ks that they had and their retirement plans and, you know, everything was set. And boom. You know what I mean? And you know, even college, you know, you think that you'll for sure you're going to have four years and you'll get up on the big stage and get your degree and whatever. And uh, you'll have this job and that job or whatever, um, this type of social life. And it all was like, nah, you know, got a completely different plan. 
So I think it's taught a lot of people to realize that uh, we're not in charge. Um, some, and then how you react, that's obviously people are going to react differently. But I think the way you were talking about it, that you reacted in that, like, okay, God's in charge and he has a plan for me. I think that that really is, you know, the best way. And that's what Judaism teaches is that really we're never in charge. Pandemic or not, we're never in charge and, and we never know. And um, that's very freeing. That's not, that doesn't cause, that could cause anxiety. But if you believe in God and that God has a master plan and uh, he has your benefit in mind, then, um, that, then, then you're not anxious about it. You're actually more free than anybody else. You know what I mean? So I that's, a, that's, a, that's a beautiful thing. And you have now a year and a half left to Rowan, hopefully, right? Okay. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so tell us, what do you want to, what are you looking forward to? Um, both in just Rowan overall and in Chabad or Jewish life at, at, at Rowan. Um, well, I'm looking forward to student teaching uh, overall. I think that's going to be very beneficial. Um, but as far as Jewish life, I'm looking forward to meeting more new people. Um, and a little selfishly, I'd like to celebrate Purim without COVID-19 regulations. I haven't experienced that yet at Rowan, and I think that I'm missing out. I hear that it's a lot of fun. Purim is a lot of fun, and we do Purim at Rowan, Chabad Rowan, in a very special style. And um, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to. First of all, yeah, you never know. Purim is still a week and a half, a week and a half away. Who knows? We'll that, right? We're, it's not up to us. Um, so you never know, but um, hopefully next year for sure. I mean, hopefully. You know, uh, it'll be a really fun Purim. But uh, definitely, that would be very fun. Um, okay, we're about done here. Um, I want you to give a message to all of our listeners, especially um, students, uh, as a leader and vice president of Chabad, a leader in the Jewish uh, community. What is your message to our listeners? My message would be don't be nervous. I was so nervous before coming to Chabad. I, you know, I went through the whole, like, I'm not Jewish enough. I, you know, I'm not going to fit in. And all of that is so irrelevant now that I am where I am. Chabad will open you with open arms no matter where you're at in your Jewish journey, in your life's journey. And I think that's super important for everybody to know. Beautiful, beautiful. And you, and you got over that and... Uh here you are. Um, uh, it's a really beautiful thing. Um, and then also, I think for those that are, that are involved in Jewish life, to reach out to someone like you that might be nervous, which, you know, it makes sense. And really, like they did with, with you um, back when you were a freshman, to uh, br br bring them in and invite them in and extend that welcoming hand. And... Uh, great things could come out of that. So um, wonderful stuff. Thank you, Becca, very much for, uh, for, for your time. Um, it's been a wonderful podcast and uh, hope to see everyone next week. Thank you so much.
I did want to mention one last thing before we, uh, before we sign off. If anybody wants to ask a question to either me or Becca or any of our previous podcasters, uh, interviewees, you can email me, rabbi, at rujewish.org. And if we have time uh, after the next episode, we will answer any of those questions.